Hey, good morning. I would like to welcome all of you to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls. I'm your host. Jim Weaver, how you doing? Hey, um, I want to welcome a very special guest, a good friend of mine. Um, I'll tell you guys a little bit more about him after I bring him on, and he'll talk about him as well. But um, I want to welcome my buddy Chuck Studebaker to the show. Chuck, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're here, dude. So, so um, you know, I met I met you in person for the first time, probably what a year and a couple months or so ago, I think. Something. Yeah, like it was April, March or April of last year. Okay, um, and you know, like, dude, you're just you're just an, an an incredible an incredible guy, and and I've you know one of the things that I want to want to point out about you is I think it's been I don't know how long it's been you may know but it's been at least two years or somewhere in that arena that you began putting out a tweet every single morning a motivational quote or uh, or something every single day including Saturdays and Sundays every single day and holidays Every day, and you tag me and Grant Cardone, and I think you tag Jeffrey Gittimer and Jen Jen in a New York sales in a New York minute, like all of these people, and you've included me in that every single day for like what? How long has it been? It's it's been right at two years. What happened was, if if you don't mind, I'll tell the story. Tell it. Uh, I um uh, was watching some of Grant's videos. And one of the things that he talked about was was being a social media expert, um, and and getting his getting his message out there all the time. I thought, okay, what can I do that sets me apart, makes people want to pay attention to what I'm saying, whatever it is. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with all the people that I've got following me and that kind of stuff, but I started doing that, and I was doing it Monday through Friday. Yeah. Uh, and and then I realized there's so many people that are on social media only on the weekends. Right. And so. I hit the same quote with Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Yep. Uh, and change it up every day. Now you and I met uh, on a Periscope video. Okay. That you were doing. You were giving away some of the 10x planners. Okay. Which but I didn't win. <laughs> you uh, didn't. No, I didn't win. But I got a copy of your book that you signed, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, and so you, I, that's that's where I connected with you yeah. and started tagging you in those videos. And and truly, what I've done is is just kind of piggybacked on on other people that, that folks know. Yeah. Uh, and you left out, you left out diamond Dallas page, diamond Dallas page. That's right. And, and uh, because of you, diamond Dallas page follows me now on Twitter. Well, you know, he's got a copy of your book. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that's I, right. I, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. I bought, like dozen, I bought like a dozen copies of your book and, and yeah. stopped at his yoga studio here in Atlanta and dropped one off to him. And, wow. and he responded, on Twitter, um, back to me saying, "Hey, thanks for the book. Appreciate it." And, wow! Uh, so Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and that just goes to show, you know, that I mean, you're you're just a you're just genuinely a good dude, man. I mean, you're just a good guy, and and you know, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about what you're into now with some of the stuff you have going on. Um, but first, I want to, you know, look, I created this show 
Um, I've had a um, an interesting life. I've I, you know I've had a lot of amazing times in my life, and then as a as a child, and you know I, I had a lot of rough times, and and I found myself um, very stuck in life at times, and and you know I do some coaching. And and I've, I I find other people that are very very stuck as well. And so I thought, you know, what's a good way to give back to the world? How about if I just interview people that that I know are making it in life, but they've also been stuck. They've they've been through the ups and the downs. And and I know you have. Um, but let's start with where where were you born and raised? Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, actually, born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. <clears throat> Dayton, so, Ohio. But- about 60 miles down the road from where you're sitting right now. Yep, yep. Uh, little little town called Huber Heights. Yep. Uh, Huber Heights has the distinction of being the largest community of brick homes in the world. Yep. True story. Uh, Very right true th- story. Right there on Interstate 70. So did you, um, is that where you went to like grade school and high school and all that? Yeah, graduated from, from Wayne High School there in Huber Heights and, and, uh, and then... When I graduated, went to a little Church of the Brethren school in Indiana. Oh, uh, had about a, about a thousand students. Wow. Um, it's called. It's now called Manchester University because they've got two campuses. Wow. But uh, still, a, still a college back then. So that's uh, where. So you went to college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Would not. Wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Wow. Uh, especially going to a smaller school, I really, yeah. really enjoyed that, and it, it it helped me come out of my shell. Wow, that's awesome, man! So, so um, what was you, what did you study in college? Uh, got my degree in business. Okay, uh, and concentration in marketing. Sales okay. was what I always wanted to do. Really, uh, I went. I went back a couple years later. The the uh, head of the department asked me to come back and talk to prospective freshmen kids yeah. that were seniors in school. And I said during that thing, I said, you know, I, I I thought maybe sales is what I wanted to do. And he corrected me. He's like, no. You sat in this room with me six years ago and said, "I'm going to be in sales." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. he he remembered that. Uh, but one of the cool things about going to a small school is I got to be involved in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I got to I got to play collegiate soccer, which you know I wasn't I wasn't the best, but I was a good team player. Yeah. Um, I also got to run the college radio station. Wow. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. I had I had a I, I DJed several shows during the week and and then. Uh, as I was there longer, I got to I got to run the station my senior year. Wow, dude, that's incredible. So, so you you um, so let's talk a little bit about like, you know, what was your as as when you were growing up? Like, you know, I I know that there's always there there's typically some sort of an influence or. Um, an event, a person, people, whatever. It could be a culmination of things. Um, but that they kind of um, pushes us into what we become as adults. Like what what was the what was the thing that popped out of your head right there when, when I said that? Uh, when I was eight years old <clears throat> eight roughly eight years old, uh, my grandfather had a heart attack. Oh. Uh, and wanted to so he he went to the doctor and the doctor said okay look you're gonna have to eat better right um, as they say to all of us and they said you know what do i eat now well you're gonna need to eat you know greens and and just better stuff so he uh he figured out zucchini was a good choice and what most people would do 
would be to plant a row of zucchini in their garden. Yeah. He planted half his garden with zucchini. Wow. Um, and so had way more than he was ever going to eat. And there was a manufacturing plant right next door to his house. And, and he said to me, he said, if you'll take these and sell them over there, he said, you can sell them for 25 cents a piece and you can keep all, you can keep everything you make on them. Uh, so I took a little a little TV tray and set it up outside there. Only went on Fridays, because mm-hmm. that's when everybody got paid. Right, right. So showed up on Fridays and I had the tray set up out there. I sold out his garden. Wow, did you really? Um, yeah. At eight years old. Eight years old. Wow. Eight years old. Good. And then you. you know, then I went through. I I you know, of course, had a paper route like most kids have, and yeah. Uh, Learned that, and, and the paper that we had, you didn't have to pay for it. So I delivered it every Wednesday, and then once a month I'd show up and say, you know, I'm, I'm here to collect. Would you like to pay? Is wow. what I was supposed to say. Well, no, I would not like to pay. Thank you, though. Thanks for bringing the paper by. Yeah. And so I just changed up my verbiage, and I said, hey, I'm I'm the guy that delivers your paper every week. I'm um, I'm here to collect. I, right. I'd get I'd get piles of change because the paper was twenty five cents. Right. Uh, but I'd get piles of change um, every week from people. Here, here, here you go. Um, wow. They were they were just happy to have the paper brought to their house. That's incredible. So, so, um, so it is. It isn't. It isn't. Um, well, in that case, it is what you say. <laughs> you know, the old saying is, uh, "It's not what you say; it's how you say it." But in that that case, it is definitely what you say. Yeah. Sometimes it's exactly exactly what you say. Yeah. So, so you, you at a very young age, um, and we have some similarities there, um, at a very young age, you, you, um, you, you knew you needed to learn how to sell. Yeah. But the hardest thing for me was I was, I was one of those kids that I was okay being in the background. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want or need to be out front. Uh, I I was good with letting other people kind of blaze the trail and I was happy to follow along. Okay. College is what changed that for me. Uh, they told us they told us the, at, at freshman orientation. Look, nobody here knows who you are. You can be whatever, whoever you want to be. So up to that point in my life, except when I was playing sports, I was Charles. Wow. One college, I became Chuck. Wow! Uh, did you really? Yeah. Nice, yeah. dude. That's awesome. Uh, so, um, what was the shift? What what was the diff? What was the big difference between Charles and Chuck? Uh, I think it was that I realized that I could be my own person. I was no longer, I was still my parents' child, obviously. Sure. But I, I didn't live in their house. I I I knew the rules, but I didn't have to follow their rules. Right. I I can make my own rules. Um, and and I'm sorry I didn't send you this picture earlier. Today they call them mullets. Back then they just called it cool, long permed hair. Yeah, right. Um, I had I had that. So you um, you were like uh, Joe Dirt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that that was my rebellion. Right. Um, that, that's that's where I that's where I rebelled. Um, so so here you were in in um, you were in college and and like what was 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 were your parents strict? Growing up, no, 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 not not. I mean, you know, I had I had rules. Yeah, uh, right. Mid curfews at midnight. Okay. Yeah. Twelve oh two. I come rolling in. Don't do it again. Okay, I won't. 
Right, right. Uh, and I can, I, you know, once once I once I got old enough to to realize, you know, for, to have conversations with them. Right. Uh, I stopped. I stopped having to tear off the switches out front that my mom like using on me. Yeah. Uh, that definitely kept me in line. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, I had I had expectations. I knew it was expected of me, uh, and I I didn't see any reason to, I didn't see any reason to push those push those boundaries. Right. Now, my brother did. Yeah. My brother pushed all those for me. Yeah. Um, but he was actually younger than me. Wow. Um, so so you um, you go through college. You got your degree in business and marketing. Um, which is what's funny about that is I, I, my senior year of high school, I didn't go to college, but my senior year of high school, I ended up going to the vocational school and I, and, and I was studying marketing, right? Because I thought, and, and I had done some selling my whole childhood really. Um, but you know, like I thought marketing and sales were the same thing. No. And they're not definitely not. <clears throat> but you know that's why I love seeing salespeople. Good salespeople go. I'm I'm in marketing now, and I'm like, dude, it's not it's not the same. It's it's just not the same. Um, but you know, um, so so you 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 graduate college. What happened next? I had to get a job. Oh, um, that stinks, dude. I know. I that's, know. Well, that's terrible. I was, I know it really was. I was fortunate. Uh, my dad was an HR, uh, for the, for the bulk of his career with the company he was with. Yeah. And so, um, I, I knew how to interview. I knew how to do that stuff. Right. I didn't really know what I wanted to go do. I knew I wanted to be in sales of some sort, but he said, he said, look, figure out what you don't want to do and then don't interview for those jobs. Don't even bother because they, they don't matter. So there were two things I didn't want to do. One was sell cars the other was sell insurance. Uh, right. And so I was, as I was interviewing for jobs, I didn't interview for that. So I, I got a, um, I got my first job out of college selling computer software. Went to work for a small company. I thought, wow, you know, they're going to train me. It's going to be great. And and lo and behold, it was just a job. Um, <laughs> I knew, you no, know, I knew two weeks in, I'd, I'd made a mistake. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I can't. I got I got a car payment now, and I got a I got a an apartment. I can't just walk away from it. So. Right. I kind of out. Yeah, I, I hung out. I did. I ended up doing a lot of trade shows for them. Um, yeah, because it was easy for them to send me. Beginning of man, nineteen ninety one. I was um, I was talking to somebody that I worked with, and and she was unhappy where we were and wanted to get out. She did aerobics with a girl who worked for a car dealer, and that car dealer was getting the new Saturn franchise. Mm. Uh, Saturn was Saturn was brand new way back then, and um, yeah. And I said, "Can you get me a name of somebody?" So she got me a name. I put together the best cover letter I'd ever done. Wow! Uh, it was a, it was a sales cover letter. You know, I yeah. I'd, I'd through all the classes saying, "Okay, say this and this and this." Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one was very this one was very much in your face. Wow! Um, and it worked. Uh, I was one of the first three salespeople they hired uh, at that dealership. As hold it, you, so you went to you went to a dealership sell, selling cars. Yeah, you remember what I said? I didn't want to do. Yeah, I didn't. Want to, I didn't want to sell cars. Wow! Uh, but it it was it was a great fit. It was now where fit. where was this? Where were you? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne. 
Holy moly! Wow. Uh, yeah. So I was in Fort Wayne. I, I I worked for it was a it was a a dealer who had sold everything that General Motors had. Yeah. And had this he had this brand new Saturn store. Um. And I you know I I didn't want to I didn't want to, and I, when I say this I don't mean it wrong because it's not. But I didn't want to just be a salesman. Right. I wanted. I wanted to see what else was available. Right. And so I, this, again, this is back in the day using an AS400 for our, for our computer system. Um, nobody had, nobody had a word processor. Nobody had a PC on their desk, but I wanted to send out letters to yeah. try to generate more business. Right. So using some of my marketing that I'd gotten, um, I offered, I offered my customers after I'd been doing it about three months, offered my customers a free oil change if they would send me referrals. I had one lady who sent me 25 referrals. Oh, wow. And I never, she never wanted the oil change. I offered to, you know, she'd come in. She's like, I don't want it. I'm just happy to help you. Wow. Uh, so I, uh, but I had to, I had to use the, the mainframe we had to generate letters. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was our F&I manager at the time gave me his access. Okay. So I had access to the whole system. Nice. So as I'm doing my letters, yeah, as I'm doing my letters, I'm also learning how all this works. So I'm 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 making dummy deals up and and digging through the system, and uh, a few weeks later, uh, he came to me. He says, "Hey, he says I need somebody to back me up. We only had two managers. We had him and our GM. Right. He said, I need right. somebody to back me up. Would you Would you like to learn how to do it? And we F- had an F and I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had a, sorry. Yeah, we had an outside F and I company. Wow. And, and so I did some training with that guy, and and um, they said, you know, you're gonna you're going to back me up on my, on my afternoon off. And, and if I take a Saturday off, you'll, you'll, you'll be in the box. And I said, that'd be great. They said, we can't pay you though. <laughs> what? All right. Now I was 23 years old. I'm like, you know what? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to learn, I'm, you know, a little OJT. Uh, I'm willing to invest in myself. I did get some house deals out of it. So that was, that was something. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but I started doing it. Well, we started getting busier right. to the point I was spending half my time in there. Uh, Doing and F and I. Yeah, and, wow. and then the other half the time selling. Fortunately, I worked for a dealer who recognized those things. And he said, uh, so the, so I'd been selling, I sold cars nine months and then did this for about four months. And they made me, they took me, took me off the sales floor and made me assistant sales manager. Uh, and so now I was, that really I was focused on, Doing F and I, and then also started doing stuff with inventory and and things like that. But it, it gave me my step into management. Wow! Uh, so I only sold cars for nine months, and wow. um, they 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 put me in this position. It, it was it was great. I, I had a decent you know we had we had a great spring. Went from went from selling forty five cars a month to ninety um, when they took me off the sales floor. So either I was really good at what I did, or I really wasn't very good at what I did. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but it, it it was a it was an incredible learning time for me. Sure, sure. I learned a lot through all that, and and then um, that summer, um, actually, the, for the first time, I had somebody come looking for me. I had another dealer um, who who reached out to me. Wow. About about coming to work for him. Uh, they actually they'd come to the auction in Fort Wayne, and they walked into my office, and I knew them, but they walked into my office and said. Uh, hey, can we, you know, can we talk? And I said, yeah. So they closed my door. <laughs> this is weird. Uh, and they said, hey, said, How, are you happy here? I said, well, yeah, I am. Well, yeah. would you like an, would you like an opportunity at the next step up? Wow. Uh, and I said, well, I, 
I'm always, I'm always willing to have a conversation. And, uh, and so they, um, I, I went up and, and took my afternoon off the next week and went up, had lunch with them and saw their new facility. And they said, all right, come work for us. And, you know, started throwing money at a 23 year old that, how do you say no? Right. You know? Um, right. and so I, I went back to my dealer and I said, look, this is what's been offered to me. Um, tell me, tell me what to do. Right. And like, you know, what do you, what, what's different about this? So well, obviously it's a little more money. Yeah. Right. I said, also I get to, I get my own sales staff, mm -hmm. I get my own people that I can, that I can, you know, grow and all those kinds of things with. And, and, um, he's like, well, if I do that for you, will you stay? Sure. I'll stay. I'd rather stay. Right. Right. I don't leave and made some other changes with, with, uh, with, with my GM and uh, that, that, Worked out really, really well. Got a new GM that that was the right fit for me and for the store, and it 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 was perfect. It was perfect. So wow. I I was there doing that until uh, until 1997 when he bought a dealer group in Atlanta. Okay. Um. So I was you know I was running the sales staff. I was I was backing up the uh, backing up F and I still. Uh, funny enough, there were there were three of us. There was a GM. There was me, and there was an F and I manager. And if the F&I manager was gone, I had to back him up. And if the GM was gone, I had to back him up. So I could do everybody's job. Jeez. Wow. And so in, in, 19, in 96, the dealer um, bought out a dealer group here in Atlanta okay. and shipped five of us down here. He bought out two Saturn stores and a Buick Saab, two Buick Saab stores uh, and sent us all down here. Um, so I was a 29-year-old general manager. Good Lord, man! <laughs> wow. Uh, and then, uh, and then hung hung with hung with the Saturn folks until two thousand five, six, seven, eight, two thousand eight. In the same dealership group? Uh, another dealer group. Oh, okay. Group. There was some stuff that changed here, and yeah, different opportunity, different closer to home. Yeah. That, but so, um, so you were twenty nine, twenty nine years old. Um, and you ended up being shipped over to Atlanta, and yep. you were the general manager of Sa a Saturn dealership. Right. Okay. And yep. and and, and then, most people, I mean, I'm not in the car business. I say that, but but yet I'm I'm weirdly in the car business. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't get it, but but like um, so so. Here you are, like twenty nine, dude. You've got to be like the youngest general manager in the country. Uh, probably the youngest one who, who who wasn't related to a dealer. Wow. Uh, and uh, you know, was I was I ready? Was I ready for it? Probably not. But it's one of those things, you know. Say yes and figure it out later. Right. Uh, I did. Now, now I we my wife and I have been married at that point for three years, almost four years. And um, she was out of town when the dealer said to me, do you want to go to Atlanta? And I, of course, said yes. Oh, uh, and so she gets back in town a couple of days later. I, I know right where we're sitting. We're sitting on our living room floor eating Chinese food. And I said, so you want to move to Atlanta? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, he, he asked me to go run one of the stores. And she goes, "I, but sure, <laughs> let's go to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, that's awesome so it, it was uh it was fun 
Becky Chernick's on here. She said she was a GM of a Saturn dealership too. Um, why is this not working? Um, I remember those day, ha, days. Had so much fun. Remember Saturn Assistance Center? <laughs> oh yeah. Let me tell you something, Ken. If you ever had a problem with 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 if if as a as a working at the dealership, we ever had a problem, we called the Saturn Assistance Center. Boom, they were on it. Really? Uh, oh yeah. There was there was no. There's no there's no tree you got to go through to get somebody to answer the phone. You you had somebody on the phone who could who could fix your problem. Well, then what what happened? Why didn't they last? Uh, General Motors. Oh, I'll, I'll blame GM. Uh, <laughs> I'll blame. Uh, I'll blame I'll, there, there's lot there's enough blame to go around. When yeah. Saturn started, they started with the best of the best. They came in. They went into a market and they said, okay, who is Who's the best dealer in town? Not just who's selling the most cars. Not just who is yeah. who's got the best cu- customer satisfaction ratings. But everything, uh, everything. Who, who's who's good with the uh, with the uh, with the community? You know, right, if, if right. you say where do I buy a car, that's that's the person you buy a car from. Um, and they did that around the country. So they took the best of the best. Some were already GM dealers. Some weren't. Uh, and and we had for for the first eight years of our existence, we had one car. Now we had seven versions of it. We had one car. Um, My, I have an I have an ex that actually bought bought one. It was a little a three. I think a three door. She got it. She got a, a SC two with the three the three door coupe. Yeah, it had the suicide yeah. back door thing. Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. And so it, it was crazy. So it, they they finally got us a midsize car, and then we got an SUV, and and that was so that's early two thousands. Things got things got goofy because you you know their expectation is hey we're giving you this product you need to be selling more cars um, I think the single best month Saturn ever had for for total unit sales was in like August of 1994. Oh wow! Uh, and that was because of a recall. Uh, oh jeez! I, I you know you, you talk about marketing stuff you can't make some of this stuff up. Wow! It was a a wire about this long that was not a fusible link between the battery and the starter. And so if it got hot, it would melt and could start a fire. Oh, well that, that, that would make for an interesting drive. It was on every car. Oh God. And so, right. That would be the response. Like what in the world are we going to do? Oh, wow. So, but they had, everything was planned out. They, we, you know, now if there's a recall, they say, yeah, you know, come, we'll, we'll give you a call in six months or so. We'll let you know that we got the parts. We had boxes of these of these wires. We had cookouts. We stayed late. Oh it, my god! Great time. And so here's people coming in who might have bought their car two or three years earlier. Yeah, and had never really been back in to see what see what was up. Right, right. But had to come back in so we could fix their cars. Right. Uh, and so they were they were and the fix was an hour maybe maybe less. Yeah. And so they were a captive audience. Wow. And so we got in and we took them out to the inventory and, wa- and we reminded them of who we were. Uh, yeah. and, and it was lots, it was lots of fun. Becky, really Becky Chernick says she was, she was with Saturn in 1991 back in the early days. Yeah. That's yeah. when, that's when I got started. That's when I got started. So, but yeah. yeah, so then we, we moved down here and, and we had the, um, you know, I, I, I ran one store, then I ran a second one. Um, wow. And, and 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 then unfortunately the Saturn experiment started to fall apart when when GM wanted they wanted their stores to be profitable uh, and I think that uh, I think they should expect that. But yeah, it's that's hard. a weird that's a weird expectation. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's I know, and it, but it's hard when when you don't have when you don't have the product to sell, yeah. uh, and you're trying to you're trying to bring people along. But then they started then there then 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 we started having you know the same car at Saturn that you could buy at Chevy or Buick or, yeah. or GMC, uh, and so there was nothing there was nothing special about going to a Saturn store anymore. Right, right. Which is really unfortunate because it, in when it was when it was good, it was really really good. Right, uh, right. Not, that, and not that, just not they were cars, you know, but yeah. but but the experience that not that that not just the experience that customers got to have, right? But the experience that we got to have as 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 Saturn team members, right? Right. Uh, no, didn't call us employees. Um, we were all team members. Yeah. We had we had we had we had monthly company meetings. Wow. Uh, get together, yeah. and we talk and and we talk about what was wrong and what was right and what we could do better. Uh, it it was a it was a tremendous time. So, so what year did you leave Saturn? Was it when they shut it I down? Left, I left Saturn at the end of 08. The dealer group I worked for had, at one point, had five dealerships. Okay. Um, got down to two dealerships. Wow. Uh, and they, they still had, you know, like most dealers, they got lots of family and, and things were, things were on their way south. And so I, I made my exit. Um, <clears throat> okay. But remember, I, there were two things that I didn't want to do. One was sell cars and the other was sell insurance. Right. I left Saturn. You know what I went to do when I left Saturn? You you, you got into insurance. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I went to life insurance. I went yeah. to life. If you if you've never sold life insurance, don't. Uh, <laughs> right. You'll, you'll you'll spend the rest of your life wearing out your friends. Uh, right. Cause, right. Cause, uh, you know, friends. Your friends will call and say, "Ken, I need a website." Right. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. I, yeah. Hey, I need a web. All right. Uh, you didn't. You. I, I reached out to you. Right. If you want a car, you knew to call me. Right. Nobody's going to call and ask for insurance. You know. We know. We all know we need it. It's like going to the dentist. We right. all know we need, it, but nobody wants it really. No. Um, so I did. I did that for. I did that for about nine months, and it just. It, it wasn't right. It, the, the fit was wrong. So I. I maneuvered myself back into the car business. Wow. Uh, so. So. Um... So you went from selling insurance for a minute um, to back into the car business. Did did you become a general manager again? I, the money's really good as a GM. Yeah, no two that. Yeah. There's also an incredible amount of of pressure on your time. Yeah, uh, it is it is every day of the week, yeah. Monday through Sunday, yeah. um, and even when you're not at work, well, you got yeah. one of these. Yeah. You're never you're never that far away. So um, it's it's hard, right? And I had you know I, I had three little kids and a wife, and I I liked all of them, uh, so I'm gonna <laughs> spend more time with them. Uh, you wanted, li- wanted, you I, liked all I, your kids? Yeah, I liked all. I liked my <laughs> wife. I, I wanted I want to spend more time at, with, with them. So Dude, that's um, funny. You I, said I, I liked all of them. <laughs> oh, sorry. I like all of them. I liked them then. I like them now. Yeah. No. I hope to like them in the future. <laughs> Um, but I went to, I went to work for a, for a, uh, a car finder company. Okay. Um, I, I, I parked myself in a couple credit unions every day and helped them help their members buy cars. Oh, really? And, and that, that whole model is less about, um, that service to the customer, that service to the member. Yeah. It's more about keeping that money in the, in the, uh, in the credit union. Right. Because if you go to the credit union and you say, "Hey, I want to get pre-approved for a car," right? They get you 
approved, they hand you your letter, and then you go shopping. Right, right. Well, any good F&I manager, Becky, you'll agree, any good F&I manager, when they see that letter come in, they know they got a deal. Yeah. Because here's somebody who's already pre-approved. Right. They, 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 you know, they pick out the car, they come into the, they come into the, the finance office, and they say, hey, well, you know, I'm pre-approved. Great. What's your rate? Oh, you know what? I've got a bank that can match that for you. You want to drive the car home today, right? Right, right. Well, sure. Well, if you go to the credit union, it's going to be a couple of days. So you can't have the car right now. And so Damn. nine times out of ten, you switch them to your financing. Yeah. You get paid. You control the deal. You can sell extended service plans and gap insurance and all the things that, 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 the, that the finance office gets to sell, which, by the way, the credit union would sell also. Right. Uh, so my job as a as a car finder was to keep the money in the credit union. Hey, I've got my pre-approval. What kind of car do you want? I right. want a, I want a Honda Civic. Uh, no problem. You sit right here. Let me find it for you. Gotcha. Uh, you know, one of the te- things they teach firefighters before they teach them how to put out a fire, they teach them how to start the fire. <laughs> I, right. Right. I knew how to start the fire. Right. I knew what was happened to this customer when they got to the dealership. Yeah. And so we could we could keep that from happening and keep the money in the credit union. Gotcha. Uh, and wow. like I said, that that model has changed a lot. The internet is the internet's changed that a lot. Wow, um, that's incredible. So, and I actually got actually got in the forklift business. What? Uh, yeah. I Hold it! You wait, 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 wait. You went so you're in the car business. Yeah. For all these years, general manager of a car dealership, yeah. which is like, I mean, you, you know, the next step is owner, right? So, so like what, wow. And, and, and then you end up in forklifts. Yeah. Selling forklifts is exactly like selling cars, but it's completely different. Uh, <laughs> Wait, well, <laughs> well no. it, it, it's, it's a piece of machinery. Right. That rolls. Okay. But here's the thing. Nobody's going to wake up on Saturday morning and go, honey, today I want a new forklift. Oh, right, right, right. She will wake up on Saturday morning and say, today I want that convertible. Right. And they, yes, dear, and you go get it. Yeah, um, right. But uh, so I, I did that. I did that for, for a little while. I was sales manager for them. Um, for a, a forklift and, uh, company? For a forklift company, yep. Which one? Yep. Or can you say? Uh, I can say it was the, the, the manufacturer was Lindy. Lindy? L-I-E. Yeah. Okay. Um, dumb, it dumb. was, uh, they're, they're German-based. Okay. And uh, very, very specific, unique an expensive forklift. Okay. Uh, it, it does things that other forklifts just simply don't do as well. Okay. Okay. Um, it, great experience. Not unhappy that, that I, that I got that experience. Right. Right. Uh, pretty happy about it. Sure. And, but I, I got, I still, I still love the car business. Um, so guess where I am now? Back in the car business. I'm back. I'm back working with car dealers and it's great. I'm, I work with, um, I, I do. I help dealers with their inventory financing, floor plans. Oh, so okay. when they have cars on their lot, uh, they don't typically own them all. Right. Uh, finance them so that they keep their cash freed up. Right. And so I then uh, I go to independent dealers, uh, and in Georgia, you actually don't even have to have a lot to be a car dealer. Um, wow. You can, yeah. All you need all you need is a, is an office with your name on the door. Uh, a filing cabinet that locks, yep. a desk, and a landline phone. Yep. And you can be, and you're a car dealer. 
Um, so somebody told me that, that in the state of Georgia, every year there's 2,000 dealers that come into the market and 2,000 that, that leave. Yeah. Which is a lot, which is a lot, quite frankly. So yeah. I get to go to independent guys and say, hey, I can let me help you with your inventory financing. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I get to do. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I told I, I think I told you I lived in Atlanta years ago. I had a detail business right there on on uh, Cobb Parkway and and dealer yeah. what's that called dealer row or something like that. Oh there. yeah. And um and and I had like they came out of the woodwork, the independent dealers and those were always the ones that burnt me, man, didn't pay me. Oh yeah. A couple of those uh, guys I'd like to find. But you know, um and they're you know and you're right, there's a lot there's a lot of them out there, and some of them are really shady, man. <laughs> I mean, really shady. Well, there's new car dealers that are shady too. Sure, sure. Uh, I, 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 right. Uh, I agree. But, uh, I agree. Yeah, they're, but they're, you know, there's, there's lots of these guys. They are, they're looking for their American dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And my job is to help those entrepreneurs realize that dream, uh, and lots of them aren't Americans. Um, there's lots of immigrants who get into that. Yep. Uh, and uh, now they they end up becoming citizens, and and that's and that's great. I'm 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 thrilled for that. I really like working with those guys. Yeah. Uh, and it gives me an opportunity to talk about what I know. Right. Uh, I know the car business, and I would I will I'll have people that say you know well, I like such and such a car, and I say you know what I, it doesn't matter what you like. What right. can you sell? Right. Can you can you sell that that supercharged Mustang? Right. Oh, when I find the right buyer, how about we find cars that you can sell? tomorrow um instead of cars that hopefully you can sell in the next six months right right so you're uh, and, financing and, uh, but, you you're financing used inventory though yeah okay so these guys will go to the auction yeah uh buy a car right. and and when they when they win the bid they can either walk up to the counter and write their check or they can say put it on my floor plan ah uh, so that's what i help them with i help so it's them. like a it's almost like a revolving line of credit yeah, it's like having a credit card. Wow, with a huge a limit, card. it sounds like. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. wow, and, and 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 it's secured. Yeah, because we get the title. Gotcha. Uh, so it it it, uh, but it's a great way for them to build their business. And and I talk to dealers every day. Some of them say, "I'll never ever have a floor plan." Yeah, I use my own cash. Great, cash is king. Yeah, uh, but. If you don't have that much cash, and you know, you, you can afford to buy three cars a month and sell them and, and keep replenishing that. Yeah. But you could sell six a month if you had six cars. Right. So can you go buy three with your money? Yeah. And then you buy three with my money. Right. Right. And you know you make you make you make full gross on all of yours. Yeah. You make full gross less a little bit of of a fee to me. Right. Um. And it's a great way for you to grow your business. We have I, I have dealers that I work with that start off with a simple fifty thousand dollar line. Yeah. Then have their own lot and a million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Of art. Um, yeah. So it's cool. Sandy McNichol says working capital. She's right. She's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so that's what you do now. So so you know throughout this um, this this journey. Um, we call life, right? So, um, you've, you've, you know, I'm sure that you've had things occur, um, that were like, oh, geez, what, 
didn't didn't think that was going to happen you know like what is the i think you know like so you know you hit that wall and this show is called breakthrough walls like so you've hit that wall at times in life and and you had to figure out a way to to survive for a lack of better words what what are some of the things that you do mentally and emotionally to get through those really tough times and what are some of the things that, that what 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 makes you cry dude what's what's made you sad what's what are some of the things that have happened that like you go god that sucked <laughs> yeah yeah well um one of the things i do you know i put out these i put out these quotes every day yeah right i do that as much for me as i do for anybody else sure because that's that's my opportunity to reset myself right and say okay here's what we're here's here's you know here here's here's where i am today this is this is where i'm going to make a difference today um this is where i can pull my head out and and get my head on straight and and work through my day right um every day's not every day's not a every day's not a, a a good day but every day can be a great day right right uh, and I, I think that that it, as long as i'm thinking that way keep keep my head on straight um you know and and be honest with myself look i don't i don't have all the answers but i've got great resources i can go to when i don't right one of the, that i've my my oldest just graduated from high school uh, and one of the things I've told him his whole life, whatever age he's at, I'm like, look, Josh, I, I've never had a five-year-old before. I'm going to make mistakes. Let me apologize in advance. Right. Okay. But, but you know, at the end of the day, you're still my kid. I still love you. So let's, let's make all this work. Right. And, and I've done that all, you know, I've never had a middle schooler. I've never had a high schooler. I've never had an, another adult living in my house with me. Um, now he's an adult in, in age only. Um, wow. But I've never had that before. So it's one of those things that, 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 you know, you just have to kind of think through. Um, I think that for me, the whole Saturn thing collapsing was hard. Yeah. Um, I, I finally, I think all my bitterness is gone. I still have a whole, I have so much Saturn stuff. You can't believe I've got flags. I've got cars. I've got, well, I got two cars in my driveway that say Saturn on them. Really? Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. Both my two of my three kids drive Saturns. Wow. Uh, and and they drive Saturns because I know the car. Yeah. Right. I know how simple they are to work on, and and I know where to find parts and all those kinds of things. But for me, that that thing falling apart was really hard because I I've spent the last ten years because it's been almost ten years trying to figure out how to get that back. Wow. Um, and that's just it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be with those people at that time again. Right. So, so what do I, so what do I do now? Well, I've taken that energy and I've pointed that towards service, serving others. Yeah. And I feel like those, those quotes I do every day do that. I get, I get great responses from people, whether it's on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook and, and, you know, Hey, thanks. I needed to hear that today. And people that you're like me, you've got thousands of, of contacts. You've got thousands of friends. Yeah. But, how many of them do you really? I mean, you don't spend time with any of them. Not the many. Um, and so, for one of them, somebody that I went to high school with or, or grade school with, who I'm, I'm on Facebook with, right? Who responds to one of my my posts saying, "Wow, I appreciate that. I really needed to hear that today." Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I did. I did what I should have done today for humanity. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, 
it, it's like that story, guys walking down the beach, he's picking up starfish and throwing them back in the ocean. And somebody says, well, why are you doing that? You can't save them all. Well, no, but I can save that one. Yeah. You know, yeah. just kind of, just kind of one at a time. So, um, but wow. I, I, one of the places that I chose to serve was with our, with our local school PTAs. Yeah. Uh, I was PTA president at the, at the elementary, middle school and high school level. I'm still president of the PTA at the high school level. Wow. Uh, and have, have made the decision to take that to the next step. Yes, you uh, did. That next step for me is is that I'm running for uh, county school board. Right. Um, In a huge our, county. That's a huge county. Yeah. Our county has almost a million people in it. Yeah. Uh, we are the largest school district in the state of Georgia. Yeah. One of the largest in the country. Yeah. Uh, we have a we have a two billion with a B two billion dollar budget every year. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. Is that crazy? That's insane. Uh, and there are there's five people on the board, and they're the ones who who set the direction, um, set policy for the county. Right. And of course, they have a superintendent that actually does the day to day stuff. Uh, but both my both my grandfather and my mother served 20 years on the school board there in Huber Heights. Right. Uh, back in the 60s, yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, um, and and that's that's how I, I that's how I know how to serve. That's awesome. Uh, is, is to serve my community that way, and so, uh, so November six is our election here. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting uh, battle here in the next few months because the guy that I'm running against is uh, went to school in the district. Yeah, graduated and then went to Harvard. So oh, probably geez. not stupid. Probably a smart guy. Right. Uh, right. But I'm 50 years old, like you. Oh. Um, I've got. I've why got you got? Kids. Why you got to bring that up? Because you are. Hey, by the way, everybody, if you didn't know, today's Ken's birthday. <laughs> Shoot him a happy birthday note. Make a little video saying happy birthday to him. He'll love it. Um, but uh, um, wow. so, but he's not a homeowner, and he doesn't have any kids in the system. Oh wow. Okay. So uh, I am both of those things. Right. Uh, because really, when you when you look at when you look at the schools, the two things that that anybody should care about one is my property values. Right. And two is the is the education of, of my of my of my children. Right. Um, and how old is this this Harvard guy? Twenty six, twenty seven. So he's got a tremendous amount of experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but he, you know, he is he is a he. He's doing his thing. He's getting out in the neighborhoods, and yeah. people know or learn who he is. And, and so, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun battle. Yeah. Um, or I'm I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, well, dude, and, uh, but- you're, 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 um, I mean, look, I think that, um, thank you, Sandy. Now people are saying happy birthday to me on here. Um, so way <laughs> to welcome. go, Chuck. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So like, you know, here's, here's what I, I think, um, you know, you and I are good friends. We've had long conversations about challenges we've had. Um, in life and working with certain people and companies and what have you. And, and, and um, you know, I believe that just being a good person and, and actually not saying you're doing the next right thing, but actually doing the next right thing, 
I believe that that the good guys do win eventually. Now, I also believe that good guys can have setbacks and and just like anybody can, right? But if you're if you're a good person at your core, you're a good person, you're gonna screw up, man. Like it just you make mistakes, right? But like if you're a good person, you'll overcome those mistakes. You'll you'll correct those mistakes and you'll move forward. So if if this election coming up is based on any of that, dude, you're going to win by a, a landslide. You know. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you know what? My my goal obviously is to win. Sure. Um, I hope I, so. I would, yeah, I would I would choose to win decisively. Yeah. So that so that there isn't any question Oh, you know what? If he, you know, he got he got a couple more votes than this other guy, but obviously they're they're the same. Uh, no, we're different. Um, I, I I have a direction that that I feel like the county ought to go in, and and uh, um, so in the end, I expect to win. Um, I wake up every morning expecting to win, no matter what I'm doing. But I expect to win this race. If for some reason that doesn't happen, I, I'm still going to be okay. Yeah, you'll still see me. You'll still see my tweets and my Facebook posts and my yeah. LinkedIn, my LinkedIn posts every day, just like always. Right. I'll just I'll redirect that energy. Sure. Um, somewhere else. Right. Um, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crawl in a hole and go. Oh, I guess I can't do it. No. Right. I, you just move forward. You keep going. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like playing baseball as a kid. Like you don't win every game. You know, you just keep chiseling away. But I, I, I think um, from everything I know about you and, you know, we're building a website for you right now. Everything I know about you, man, like you, you, you got you got this, man. You got this. Um, well, I appreciate it. So, those of you who are listening, you know that Ken builds websites and he and Jill do a fantastic job. Thank you. She does real work. He just has his <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right. she, you know, I, I, Jill and I spent like an hour together on the phone, yeah, yeah talking amazing. about talking about me yeah. and what my what what my goals and desires were for this for this for this position and yeah. what's led me up to this point. A lot of the same conversations you and I have already had, yeah. And and but um, she she and, actually puts them into it, she translates them into how it will how it will work for you on on the internet and and she's uh, she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. a genius at it. I'm good yeah. at coming up with good marketing ideas and plans, and she's she's and so is she. Obviously, I mean, she's doing the she did the marketing for the Florida State Fair and doing a bunch with the Ohio State Fair now, and um, so I mean, she's a genius. But but this is about you, dude. So so listen, um, and thank you for the plug. But but I, this 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 is about you, man. So so first, let me let me say this: we're coming up to the end of the hour, um, so I want to. Um, I want to get out, you know, a, a couple of quick questions here. Um, like, number one, you see people in life that are stuck. Um, and and I, I want to get your thought or your opinion real quick on, on what, what do you think the number one thing is that keeps people stuck, that holds them back from success in life? Uh, arrogance, number one. Arrogance. Because if they get... They get stuck and they feel like they can they they have to get themselves out. Oh yeah, you know, I, great great example. I was was at a football game, had my pickup and had driven down into a to a park and it was like in a ditch. Yeah, and great parking space because nobody was going to get out. Um, and so here I am. I'm I'm trying to rock the car back and forth. 
the back tires are off the ground. They're going to spin forever. So I just stand there looking at it. I, what do I do? I'm like, oh, I guess I can call a tow truck. <laughs> so I call, I call a buddy of mine lives across the street and I'm like, Hey, I'm stuck. Can you come help me? So he shows up with some, with some two by four, with some four by sixes and, and we're trying to get the thing out. Yeah. And we don't have, we don't have enough to get it out. Right. And so we're standing, I, my, my oldest is with me. Josh has long blonde hair. Yeah. You drive down the road, you see him, you know it's him. Yeah. So we're standing there and, and this pickup drives by and backs up and comes back. And he, this guy looks at and he goes, Hey, that's Josh. Well, it was a, it was a kid that Josh had, 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 uh, had wrestled with. Yeah. And I'm like, do you guys need help? And you know, your first reaction to stuff is, nah, I got it. Yeah. And like, not, yeah, we need help. Yeah. So these two, these two guys, both of them seniors in high school and their dad, these guys look like wrestlers. They get out of the car and they're like, yeah, giant. Come over and like, okay, here's what we're going to do. These two guys are going to pick up the truck in the back and move it over. And dad's going to push on the front. I'm like, what do I do? Stay out of the way. Wow. Okay. And these guys went and moved my truck. Oh my God. Uh, I'm like, okay. So I was stuck. No doubt. Yeah. I was stuck. I had to have help to get out. Yes. Uh, and so, so if you're not willing to ask for help, it's going to be tough to get unstuck. Yep. What you need to have surrounded yourself with are people that are willing to say, Hey, Ken, you're stuck. Yeah. What can, what can I do to help? Right. And maybe that's like to you. Yeah. Okay. Cause you know, for guys, our yeah. job is to fix stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we just need to listen. Yep. It's taken me 20 years of marriage to learn that. Right. Sometimes I just need to listen. Right. Uh, and so, but have, have, have that, have that course surrounding you. I had a, I had a professor in college that said, you need to have your own board of directors. People from all walks of life, people yep. that you can, that you can lean on if you need something. Yeah. Uh, and I still believe that. I still have people that if I need, if yep. I need a website, I, I come to my, I come to my IT guy. Right, right. You know? And if yep. I need advice on something in particular, I've got people that I can call. Yep. Uh, I, I don't have to be stuck by myself. That's true. That's that that dude. That's a great answer. Actually, it's the most unique answer I've received on this show. So I love that. You're right. Arrogance, man. The and that's all fear. That's all fear based. Absolutely. You know, there's there's a a, a great book um, Marianne Williamson wrote called A Return to Love, and it's it's about the study on A Course in Miracles, and and the book A Course in Miracles is is like that thick. And, and it's like, you know, the summary of it is basically everything as human beings that we, we, um, experience is directly related to one of two things. And that those two things are love or fear. And, and if you choose love, then you're loving yourself, you're loving your family. If you're in a situation and you go, Hey man, I can't figure this out on my own. I need help. And you don't right. be, be so arrogant and block out all of that love and help that people want to give you and, and help you with. So, yeah. um, so I had, you know, quick, I had I had a pastor who who said that faith and fear can't occupy the same space. Right. No. So if you've got faith, you won't have fear. That's right. That's right. And if you're in fear, then you can't have faith. And if so. you have faith, you won't have arrogance either. That's true. Right. So so. Um, and I, I don't know if you've seen this. My, I, I mentioned this, I think, yesterday. But um, there's, there's that movie, um, 
um, called um, I Can Only Imagine. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not a religious guy at all, and but, like, this movie is really, really good, man. It's really, really good. So um, we just watched it the other night as a family. But the the um, and my eight year old loved it. She loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, wow. I thought it would. We we my wife. Everybody thought it was going to be over her head, and she was just she was she was going, Daddy. What did he just say? <laughs> it was just, it was cute. So um, so the um, I, I I lost my train of thought with that. Oh, so if somebody if somebody somebody comes to you and they say. I, I, look, man, I, and I don't know if you've ever been here. I have, you know, I, I, uh, I had a, a, a pretty, um, tumultuous, uh, upbringing and, and, you know, a lot of ups and downs throughout, um, early adulthood. Well, even, even today, I'm a, I'm a huge risk taker, you know, I just, I, I, it's ready, fire, aim. Most of the time it's fire, ready, aim. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, I just go, you know. Um, but like if somebody comes to you and they're like, dude, my electric's getting shut off tomorrow. I had a car repossessed last week. I'm being evicted. I'm, I'm, you know, my whole life's falling apart. I can't, I don't, I I looked all through the couch. I can't even find two nickels to rub together and can't feed my family or anything. What are you going to say to them to help them get through that, man? And and have you ever been there? I, I've not been there personally where I was on that side of it. Right. Uh, but I let me I'll tell you about a phone call we got on um, Tuesday on Sunday night. Okay. A friend of my son's called him, and he goes, "Hey, I I, I did something stupid. Um, my mom told me to leave the house. Can I come over? Yeah, come on." So I went at midnight and picked him up and brought him to the house. Like, I, here's a bed. Wow. Here's a, here's a, here's a shower. You know, he, he's working. Um, but, but, uh, you know, he's 18 years old. He's not making enough money to live on his own. Right. Right. So he, I'm like, look, just park yourself here. Make sure your mom knows where you're at. Cause even though she's done not happy with the choices you're making, she's still your mom. She still loves you. Right. So, and, and my wife and I have talked through, what it looks like, what, what we're going to do for him, what we can do for him, um, and we're going to sit down with him and say, "Look, th- if you're going to if you're going to be here for a period of time, yeah, you're going to be part of this family. We got expectations, right? We're going to expect you to, to to do these things. Now, you know, I'm not I'm not going to start charging him rent, and you know, and and if I do, I'm going to put the money aside and give it to him when he leaves. Right, right. Wow. I don't I don't, I don't have his money to operate my household. Right, um, right. I'll. I'll I'll be his savings account that he doesn't know about. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I don't – sometimes you need to – sometimes people simply need a handout. That, uh, hey, look, dude, I need I need 10 bucks for gas. I've given people gas at, at, at the at, – you know, give people money for gas at the gas station or even pump the gas myself for yep. them. And they're like, well, give me, give me your number. Give me your address. I'll send the money to you. You know what? Just don't because you and I both know you're not going to. Right. So just – Give to you, yeah. um, you know. If, if you give ten bucks to a guy, don't worry about how he's going to spend it. That's don't right. Think, he's gonna he's gonna go buy booze, whether he's gonna buy drugs. That's between him and his god. I I, I uh, dude I, I you that's why you and I are. I mean we're 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 very. I I, I had a 
a, a young guy that worked for me. I'd promoted him to my VP of sales and um, he hit a huge milestone. And, and so I said, Hey man, let's, uh, let's, why don't you come out to our house, have a cookout. We'll make some steaks Well, he came out and we ran to the store to get some steaks and we're coming back and, and him and I, he drove. And so we're, you know, um, we're sitting at this traffic light off the interstate to, to turn left on, on a main road. And, and, and it's not a busy area. I mean, really it's out in the country, but, but there's this homeless guy standing there with a sign and uh, please help a veteran or something. You know, we've all seen those. And, and, um, and I had, I don't know, $22 on me or something cash. And, and, and I said, Hey, tell that dude to come here. And he's like, why? And I go, cause I want to give him some money. Tell him to come here. And he's like, I'm not letting you give him money. I said, dude, if you don't call him over here, you're going to be standing out there with him in a minute and I'm going to steal your car. <laughs> tell him to come over here. He's like, whatever, dude. So he rolled, Hey buddy, come here. So he comes over and I hand him everything I had in my, in my wallet. And, and, and guy, you know, the guy was grateful and whatever and walked away. And, and this dude like goes, dude, why would you do that? He's just going to go spend it on booze and blah, blah, blah. And I go, dude, listen, the point in me giving anybody anything obviously is to help them. And what they do with it is, is between them and, and their higher power, whatever they call it, God, whatever you want to call it. That's not between, that's not up to me. That's not up to I, me. It, uh, it's up to me to, to do, do everything that I possibly can to help other people. And, and what they do with it is on them. Like not me. Right. I did. I did my part. And, and exactly. So you can, you can give somebody that handout, yeah. but you can also give them that hand up. I was, right. I was going to the airport, I don't know, six months ago, something like that. And my Uber driver, he and I are driving to the airport together, and I just asked him. I said, "You know, how, you know how's it going?" I always ask the, those the Uber and Lyft drivers how they got to there, why they're doing it, and how's, right. it, how's it. Just having that conversation—that's the easiest way to start the conversation with them. Yeah. And he said to me, "He's like, you know, I'm doing this, and and I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that, and and I'm looking. He's got two phones up 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 on his dashboard, and one of them, the screen is just cracked like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's horrible. And I said, you know that you can buy those screens on." Amazon. Right. And you know that there's a YouTube video to show you how to fix it. Right. You know, so you don't go, you don't have to go to the store or go to a, go to a guy and spend 150 bucks to get a change. Right. You can buy a $10 part and right. watch a free video. Right. Do it yourself. And he goes, really? I said, yeah. He goes, you know what? My brother, his brother's in Africa. Yeah. He goes, my brother's looking for a way to make a few dollars. He yeah. goes, everybody has broken screens. Yeah. I'm like, well then do that. Yeah, that's a that that's a great that's a great that's a great hand up. Yep, um, that's right. And I gave him and I I told him what my quote of the day was and why I do what I do with with my yeah. quotes every day. That dude got a Twitter account and now follows me. Wow, he didn't even that's awesome. Um, I had I I sent him a text after we got after I got out of the car saying hey thanks you know I appreciate the ride I appreciate you know your because yeah. I got his phone from him and um and he's like I everything you said to me is is really really touched me i really do appreciate it um uh, i just heard from him a couple months ago his brother's fixing phones in africa yeah uh, wow and you know i don't know what it costs there to fix that stuff but right the guy's right. doing something. right uh, right 
And so, you know, had I not gotten in the lift that day, had I not just had tried to have a conversation with a person. Yeah. We're all just people. We are. We all have, we all have the same issues every day. We all got to eat. We all got to sleep. We all have, we all have relationships we got to deal with. Why don't, why don't we try to do this all together? You know, um, you Amen. don't have to, you don't have to try to figure it out on your own. Dude, that is so true, man. And, and that's, that's one of, that's one of the, that's one of the principles I, I live by. Like people, people, we, we need to, I mean, just be freaking nice, man. Just quit being yeah. a, don't like, you know, and I, I, there are people out here that, that, you know, think that, I mean, I see it, you see it, these, these young kids or, or not even young kids. Some of them are grown ass men that, that are, <laughs> that are posting, you know, chicks in bikinis and, and Ferraris and Hey, I, I'm I, whatever. That's cool. If that's your thing, man, that's cool. But that's not what success is. And I've had all that. Okay. I've had it all. And, and that is not what success is. I'm sorry. It's not, Hey, I, I love money. I, I love what money can do for my family and, and everybody that I come in touch with. But that's not what success is. Success is, is, is something you feel inside. And then that money and all that is a byproduct if you want it. It just right. is. I, there are some people that I know that are incredibly successful and probably some of the richest people in the world that have no money. Right. Exactly. You know? There's there's some people that have lots and lots of cash, but they are they're just an empty shell. Empty shell. Yep, there are. And then there there I know a lot of very wealthy people that are phenomenal human beings. I mean phenomenal. I have a buddy yeah. Wayne Elsie that the guy the guy you wouldn't even know that he's 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 loaded. You wouldn't even know it. Like the guy, he's got his own Wikipedia page. Like the dude is is. Right. You can't have a Wikipedia page unless you're either a psychotic and you've made the news because of it or B, you're doing the right thing a lot. Right. So, you know, and then Grant Cardone and there's some great, great people that are examples of 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 excellence in, in this world that that, you know, that anyway. So we could go on all that's a whole nother show. We could talk about that. But. Um, let, let me, let me wrap this up by number one saying, you know, thank you for being on here. I, I genuinely appreciate your friendship and who you are as a person. And now you're a client of mine. Holy crap. I can't, now I can't talk smack to you, man. You're a client. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I expect you to. Yeah, I know. So, Hey, how does everybody follow you, Chuck? Uh, well, they can, they can find me on Facebook. Um, Chuck Studebaker, I'm easy to find. Um, they can follow me on Twitter, yeah. at Chuck Great. So, at Chuck the Great. Yep. Uh, now, I'm on Instagram, too. I don't spend a lot of time with that, but that's at Chuck the Great one. Yeah. Because Chuck the Great was already taken. Right. And then I'm also on, I'm also on LinkedIn. Awesome. Um, Chuck Studebaker on LinkedIn as well. And Studebaker, just like the car, right? Just like the car. Because yep. that's your family. That that is that is part of my family, Ken. I can spend two hours talking about all that. Yeah, and I know you don't have time for it. Um, yeah, but yeah, we uh, d- that history is important. Yeah. And I'll say this to anybody out there, you know, where you know where do I come from? That ancestry dot com, that twenty three yeah. and me, all that. First and foremost, don't give up your DNA so easily, because 
it's going to be easy for somebody to get that if they need it to find out if you're the one that was a mass murderer. So keep that in mind. Right. The second is people don't care about their, about their history or their genealogy until they lose somebody. Right. Because they lost, they've then lost stories. Right. So here's what I'll say. Your parents are still alive. Your grandparents are still alive. Anything like that, go record them. Right. Go grab your phone and go put put it in their face and say, tell me how you and grandpa met. Yep. Uh, tell me how t- mom and dad. How, tell me how yep. you guys met. Yeah. Tell me your story because I I love that my kids know our know our family story. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, dude. So go do that. That's awesome. Take five minutes today and do that. That that's what that that's my freebie today. That's awesome, bro. I appreciate that. Well, listen, man. I I I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Um, I was excited when you picked my birthday. To, to be on so thank you for that um and I, I he's lying to all of you i am not 50 i'm 39 um i'm kidding all right i'm 50 <laughs> oh are, are you there you froze there you are you're you can back. tell people you're you're 30. yeah I'm here. just tell people you're 30 20 30 20 that's it that's it yeah. listen man thank you so much i appreciate you being on everybody that shared this out liked it loved it laughed at it everything genuinely appreciate all of you you guys have a great day and we will see you tomorrow thank you so much thanks Chuck. again all right buddy see you